What are we going to talk about today, David? Well, I figured we would do a do a fun a fun back and forth about whether government whether the United States government is too big or not. Well, you picked the topic, so and you do all the research. So um, why don't you get us started? The following was recorded as a part of Uchi Production Studios. All the rights are reserved by Kevin Lee. Hi everybody. I'm Dave I'm David Champ, the podcast Lost in the po- Lost in the Political Woods. Your one-stop shop for politics and laughs all in the same place. And now let's give a warm Welcome to my podcast partner, Kevin Nunez. Thank you, David. Are you tired of the same political rhetoric, the same political podcast, the right guys versus the blue guys, Democrats versus Republicans? Well, still, um, we will bring you political and current events with a fun, comical twist. Episodes will occur this month. Don't forget to like, comment. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode number four of Lost in the Political Woods. David, what's going on in your life? Been good. Um, Jenny and I actually spent some time outside today because it was very it was very warm out, almost. Almost 70. That's very rare for Pennsylvania in February. You usually yes. have a lot of snow. Yes. Dave, before we get to today's topic, could you tell us uh, a little bit about your life and um, how you met Jenny? Well, I... Uh... I met Jen. I met Jenny. I met Jenny uh, in college. I was the big senior on campus, and she was a freshman. And I got her lost on our very first date. Still have no idea how you guys got married, but I'm so <laughs> glad you did. The single bachelor of the group. Um, and David is a bad friend because he never introduced me to any of his hot college co-eds. Okay, then. Anyway, <laughs> so. Well, in, in general, I think the um, answer I got through my... Uh, through my re- through my research was that the United States government is indeed too big, but it also can barely function, um, and those two things exist simultaneously, not only in our current state of government, but. Um, to a le- to a lesser extent, going back to the first government shutdown during the Carter administration. So, 
let's start this off. What causes a government shutdown? Well, it's basically when the government can't when the government can't agree on uh, key uh, key aspects of the budget, and basically everything not related to direct national security is either shut literally shut down or at such a reduced staff um it's rendered uh agencies are rendered less less effective even if they do get do get an exemption from the a partial exemption from the shutdown so can you give us an example of what is a full shutdown agency and what is a partial shutdown agency? Well, the uh, in the history of some of some shut uh, some shutdowns, the longer it goes on, the more sometimes the more agencies can be deemed essential. It just depends on. How long? How long the shut? How long a shutdown lasts? So let me ask this question: Who decides what's essential and what's not essential? Because um, um, basi- basically, it uh, my research indicated that uh, it's basically it's basically a it's basically a game between. Uh, between members of Congress and uh, and the agencies, and innocent uh, agency employees are often in the cro- crossfire because, regardless, they don't get paid. So they're working without pay for an for an undetermined amount of time. Is that what you're saying? Yes. It, uh, because- the same people who are arguing over the money to run the government are deciding what stays open and what doesn't stay open. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yes, yes. Well, isn't that kind of ass backwards? It 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 is ass ass backwards, but. Uh, it really the, the threat of a government shutdown is basically supposed to get Congress to move on things. So the uh, but it some it sometimes even it sometimes do, it sometimes doesn't have its uh, desired effect, and then. There are some situations where government shutdowns are narrowly avoided because they pass omnibus bills where basically um, under threat of government shutdown, uh, the gover- the both the House and Senate work on a bill that they haven't actually they haven't actually read. Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna write something. We're not gonna read what we write. Yes. Um the one of the last 
omnibus bills to avoid a shutdown was approximately 3,200 pages. And nobody read that. Yes. This is where dingleberries, as people call them, which are laws that people don't recognize what they are because they're just snuck in there. That's how, that's how they get passed. Yes. Yeah, do you, and... Do you think lame duck congresses and the threat of government shutdown are the two most dangerous times for uh, American public? Because that's when Congress passes laws that we don't know about. Oh, I, 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 I agree. I agree with, I agree with that. I agree with that. So do you think government should be limited in its power? And what do the citizens of our great nation need to need to know? And what do we need to do about it? The government, the, the government's, the government's power the uh the government's power particular uh particularly in sticky situations or government shutdowns needs to be need, uh, needs to be li- uh limited but the but the, but the thing but the thing is no but nobody can nobody can agree on what those uh what those li- what those limits should limits should be? Do you think the American public has become too complacent, and instead of actually working with the government, they become lazy, and they just don't care anymore? Well, <laughs> I I do I do think, particularly the last. Even even be even before former President Trump last, I would say a good at least for the for a good at least twenty uh, I would say fifteen to twenty years the government the government has been broken and they're always seeming to operate under the threat of a shutdown. And the the thing I would like to point out about these omnibus bills that are set uh, that are several thousand pages long is that oftentimes the congressional printer gets more work than the um, Congress people themselves. I honestly think the congressional printer puts in more work than well, the actual Congress people. Well, let me go back to one of the biggest legislations that's been passed in our lifetime, which was the Patriot Act. Do you think people, at least the American people, do they know what's in the Patriot Act? Um, no, for the most part, people, people don't, people still don't know what's in what's in the Patri- what's in the Patriot Act, um, uh, to this day, so many years at so many years after not after nine eleven. So, this is going to be a very 
oversimplification. Again, this is an oversimplification. The Patriot Act basically allows the government to point a camera or a microphone wherever it, wherever it deems fit under the threat of national security. Yes. Oh, again, I'm, this is, there's much more involved to it than that, but do you think that was the start of, I don't want to say decline, but severe increase of government of government uh, interaction with our liberties? Oh, 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 yes, no, uh, no, no question. Um, and it was passed when uh, Washington DC was still recovering from the from the effects of 9-11 and smoke was still visible in the at the Pentagon and such. So um, many people passed the Patriot Act without actually thinking about what thinking about what was in it. Now obviously we don't want another tragedy like January 6th. That's not the way our government should work. We shouldn't have to storm the Capitol. But what can citizens do to actually, actually stop these kind of big oversights? Well, I I think what the people what the people can do is, is Actually, stu actually study the actually uh, study the laws that pe uh, that the people in Congress are uh, are pa are passing. It can it can be boring for people to read laws uh, drafted and passed by Congress, but it's it's important because both. You and I believe that the government truly does, even though it may seem like it, the government truly does nothing in nothing in nothing in secret. It's all either on C-SPAN or in the or in the bills themselves. Exactly. Um, and again, I don't want to sound like we're diehard Republicans because we are not at all. Um, we're actually very very extreme neutral um but and we're not saying that we should you know overthrow congress by any means but i think we become so complacent looking at our phones and our, our cell phones for instant gratification that government should work for us not us work for the government yeah no, I, I I agree I agree I agree with that. And again, things are like let's take a, a severe example, Medicaid for all, which is a very big uh, hot topic right now, is something America needs to watch out for because the idea of it sounds well, it does sound good. But as a person who's on Medicaid and Medicare, 
First of all, I can tell you it doesn't work. Um, number two, it holds you back. And number three, America is the biggest and most powerful and richest nation in the world. But we just cannot afford a Medicaid for all or Medicare for all kind of system. Oh, I, I agree. We can bar- we can barely fund uh so we can barely fund social security and medicare uh uh as thing as things stand as things stand right now because people want medicare for all but nobody wants higher taxes so you can't have your cake and eat it too right and the thing about the government and taxes you can have increased taxes for us uh for a stated per for a stated stated purpose, but those tax increases rarely go to what the government says it's going to it's going to initially. Which is a whole which is a whole other rabbit hole to go down to. Yeah. What do you say like companies like Amazon and Walmart? Have too much influence in our, in our government. Well, that's that's tricky because when it comes to those companies, there there is so little government uh, government over government oversight of big companies in general and laws that are passed about them tend to be in a general sense uh fa- uh favor favored to- favored to- favored towards them agreed um i think also one of the biggest issues we have in our nation is america we are at a crossroads of generations of both this new and older generation we're kind of apex of we have a generation that can't live without amazon we have a generation that can't live without wi-fi so as much as they complain and whine they kind of have to wake up because there was life without Wi-Fi. There was life without Amazon. You just go to the store. <laughs> yep. Because let's say they have it their way and you give Amazon a big, huge, you know, you charge Amazon, you charge Walmart, you charge all these big companies. Billion, you know, let's say you charge them you know, a billion dollars in taxes every year. A, they're going to stop functioning to their capacity because they have to cut their costs, which means you're not going to get your your body lotion in two days. You'll get it in four days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I think we need to have common sense back in America. Government is too big, but it's also not big enough in some ways. 
it's we have to stop looking at it as a as a white or black thing in terms of too big or too small. We have to find the balance in everything and we have to find the balance in our own government. Yes. Oh yes. And one of the things I want to bring up is I'm sorry to tell you this, folks. We don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic. We choose the people who make the choices for us in our votes. Our votes do count. The problem is, A, people don't vote. And when they do vote, they vote without being educated on who they're voting for or what they're voting for. Oh, I I, to- I totally agree. And the problem is there's there's ways to get the information, not only through uh, C-SPAN, but through people like uh, uh, podcasts through uh, podcasts like Congressional Dish hosted by Jen uh, Jen Br- uh, Jen Briney. Yes. And there are other, there are other what I would call center, a uh, couple other centrist podcasts that really do the research on what Congress, Congress is doing, but not enough people bother to uh, act, bother to access those. It's so weird because okay, yes, we live in a, we live in a consumer society. I get that 100%, but oh, yeah. we're, we're consuming things we don't need. Let's be real. We're consuming crap we don't need. We're buying crap on Amazon we don't need. I love Amazon. I use Amazon. So don't like say I'm a hater because I buy more stuff on Amazon than anybody. These headsets I use right here for this podcast I bought on Amazon. But we have to be very careful about what we choose, about what we choose to buy, what we choose to consume. You know, you can watch C-SPAN for an hour instead of going through TikTok for two hours, watching girls sell half-naked photos. Oh yeah. And I'm not making excuses. I'm a single male who had a TikTok. And I had to get rid of my own TikTok because I was wasting time looking at crap I shouldn't have looked at. Um, so I'm not, so don't call me a hypocrite. I am a hypocrite. I'm not saying, but I'm realizing part of being an American is being responsible. We have a responsibility as Americans. If you don't want to be, if you don't want to have responsibilities, go live in Venezuela where the government does everything for you and you don't have a choice in anything. That, that's, that's right. And it's not, it's not just, it's not just uh, Venezuela. There are other, other, other country, uh, countries uh, that are, that are very, that are very, that are very similar to them. I love the fact that in America, we all have a choice to do what we want to do. Life is hard. Life is difficult. Life is not easy. 
David and I can attest to that every single day. You got challenges every single day. The government does not like us because of our disability. It, it is what it is. Um, but we don't complain. We still love this country and we appreciate all we have. Oh, yes. Any thoughts there is on no, There is no doubt that you and I, you and I, uh, you and I love love this country. It's part of the it's part of the reason uh, we we want to do the we want to do this podcast is because we we love we love this country and its people and want the want the want and want the want the best. Could you speak to the fact that as a person who lives on Medicare? What are some of the restrictions that you have under Medicare or Medicaid or both in some cases? Well, it's the main, the main one is that yes, most of your medicine is covered and most of your hospital stays are at least 80% or at least 80% covered, but as a result, uh, you have to uh, sacrifice the ability to work to uh, work to work for pay because the thresholds are such that uh, people can barely work par- work part time part barely work part time under under current uh, cu- under current rules so theoretically granted we're not economists by any means but in order to have a medicare for all or medicare for all kind of system wouldn't the american people be restricted it would it would de- it would depend on how the exact system would be run but 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 yes theoretically to afford a medicare for all system there would be um there would be restrictions on income unless it was like a free for all and for some reason there weren't any limitations but that would that would blow the government's budgets right up consistently we basically couldn't afford to live in america after 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 a few decades uh yes there are you know the in, the indications on the solvency of social security are any are anywhere from 2025 to 2030 to 20, 2038 so there are concerns about particularly after 2038 whether whether the uh, programs would even exist for 
would even exist for people. I think that's a very scary but appropriate note to end this podcast on. Is there anything you want to say to wrap up, David? Well, I actually I actually enjoy enjoyed this conversation because I think we covered many, 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 uh, many, uh, many, to- many topics. Yes, so did I. Uh, please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We're available on nine different podcast platforms. We will air episodes bi-weekly. Um, at least that is the plan for now. Um, please leave us a comment, a like, a subscription. We appreciate all of you. We hope to be your favorite little podcast. See you next time. See you next time. And that wraps up another week of our podcast, Lost in the Political Woods. I am David Champion, and I would like to give a special thanks to my podcast partner, Kevin Nunez. No, David, the pleasure was mine. Thank you all for watching and or listening to Lost in the Political Woods. We hope to be your favorite little podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Please leave us a review. Really, really make a difference. The Lost in the Political Woods podcast is available on all major platforms. See you soon.